And yes, we are live here on the show. 99 Pod, what's going on? Make sure y'all like and subscribe to the channel because it's going down right now. And man, I am stoked to be here on this show right now because um last week, man, I had some family stuff to handle. And um, you know, I couldn't be here on this show to give y'all a weekly episode like I've been doing for the last couple years, but you know, I needed that time to kind of get away from doing all these things and let the world open up to me and let the sports world open up and the world in general open up. And now I'm here with Avengers, bro. You know, I am back. I'm feeling good. These are the Lil Shadamas hours. And you know, during the Lil Shadamas hours, I have superpowers, okay? And it's going down right now. I'm feeling good. You know, I may be under the weather, okay? I'm not going to lie. I took a shower a couple hours ago with a mask on, bro. I'm not trying to get sick out here, okay? But I am locked and loaded, so make sure y'all like and subscribe because we are about to hit it off like Jada Pickett. I think send it off, right? I think set it off like Jada Pickett. That's what I'm looking for. That's exactly what we're going to do right now. But I got my guests here on the show, Sean Michelle. Those of y'all who watched the show before, y'all shouldn't know who she is. And if you don't know, well, you about to know. Sean, what's going on? Jaleel, so good to see you. I gotta, I gotta say though, <laughs> take a shower, put a mask on. It reminds me of like, cause I, I like to go in the sauna, right? So it's, I like to like hot box my whole body, and that's how I do my workouts. So I got that visual. I wasn't really getting any other visuals, so you're safe. But the shower and the mask, I mean, you must be really trying to get rid of some stuff. Yeah, man. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to get sick out here, B. You know, <laughs> with all due respect, bro. Now, I mean, I got stuff to do. You know what I mean? I can't be in the house all day because I'm a type of dude. I don't like to be sick, bro. I, when I'm sick, I don't do shows. You know, I don't like to do anything when I'm sick. So I, I really want to be 100% or close to. Right. Um, well, I'm sending, I'm sending you uh, healing prayers. And I know that you are, you know, you're young and you're strong and virile and you're going to get rid of this, whatever it is. But you know what? There are strains of things going on right now so i don't don't hold me to it but i hope i i i, I pray that you're well and i think you're gonna be fine and thanks thanks for having me on jillo first of all i have to say thank you thank you thank you for dusting me off in 2024 and bringing me on to your show it's my favorite sports show period hands down to uh join period um i love the way you um you you rationalize things so you tend to rationalize some thoughts you know, otherwise, you know, WTF Landia is my platform and you get that. But uh, I like I like to have uh, the rational thought that comes from you. So it's a joy, a pleasure and a privilege to be here with you tonight. So thank you. Seriously. Now, I appreciate you coming on and um, we might as well break it down because, man, as I was saying that I was feeling a little bit under the weather. I do realize that we got a, a lot of variants out here. We'll be on a 5000 variant that's out here. I mean, they I mean, stuff is coming out, you know, like, oh, my God. But anyway, a yeah. lot of stuff coming out here in the media yeah. world as well. So we're going to break it down right now. And, uh, yeah, man. So to start off this show, right, the theme of this show is should we stick to sports, right? And the reason why I bring that up, right, as I break it down, when you look back on the Colin Kaepernick situation when he took a knee during the national anthem, it sparked a divide between fans and sports. You know, it has made it a trend for black athletes to speak out about the racial issues that continue to plague our country. And ESPN kind of got botched into the coverage with Colin Kaepernick being the famous player that he is. We are talking about a guy who was a yard away from winning a Super Bowl at that. And it got to the point where 
politics started entering the sports world. You know, I was a guy in college around this time. This was happening. I actually graduated high school my freshman year of college. And this was a topic of conversation when I was in these college classes, you know, talking about sports and Colin Kaepernick was the vocal point. And I noticed at ESPN, that's when everything started becoming, you know, political. And we know that famous snippet of Laura Ingram telling LeBron James to shut up and dribble. Okay. But now, you know, as we fast forward a couple years later to this very time that we are currently in, uh, mainstream sports is sort of the epicenter of politics as our country is going through this national divide. You have the face of ESPN, Stephen A. Smith, making a fool out of himself, attacking Jason Whitlock, calling him all the colorful names in the book. Okay, you got Jimmy Kimmel, you know, going at Aaron Rodgers about the Epstein list, right? You have Cat Williams on Club Shay Shay lighting up Hollywood, okay, with a sports figure out here. And we're going to break these things right now. But um, the question as I have it, and Shaw, I'm going to pass it over to you right now. Has the sports world gotten too political? And should we stick to sports? <laughs> I think that's why, let's be honest here. That is probably likely why you brought your girl, Shaw Michelle, on to the show. Because if you know me, like Lil knows me, sports and politics for me are hand in hand. I played sports in since growing up right and I had a, I was on a sports scholarship in, in university track and field I played basketball as often as I can um, and politics I study politics I have three degrees in political science crim J and sociology so they cannot they have to be synonymous for me now when you ask should people who maybe don't have the political knowledge and the sports background stick to sports? I think you can't tell a grown man how to live, period. And also, when you think about it, MTV used to be music television. And then they got to making all we see on there is, is reality shows. There's no more music videos. Should we tell MTV to stick to music videos? No, because they have transitioned. So I think culturally speaking, and you move with the times, like uh, who said that? I believe it was... She said, oh, it was a great artist. I'm going to think of her name. But she said, an artist, the job is to take an image and to do something in regards to the time. So we have moved on into the time where sports and politics are just going to finagle each other, right? And if you think about it, there is so many things that happen politically. For instance, I, I'm in a career, right, where I have, let's say I have an agency and I want to work with this this client. Well, my agency thinks that that client is like, you know, not necessarily on the same, um, on the same humanitarian side of things. Like they, they may be like more of a humanitarian and these people are just, you know, making shoes in China. They might not jive. So politically speaking, they're going to have to make a decision, right? So I think ultimately what I'm saying is that things kind of overlap. And politics are so hot right now. Like, honestly, it's almost like a sporting event. It's so hot right now, whether it's the elections happening, whether it's, you know, people looking at TV and trying to figure out what, what they're looking at right now because it is so chaotic. There used to be more of a linear thing when it comes to sports and to politics, but they're definitely overlapping, Lil. Let's be honest. 
it's enough. Yeah. And <laughs> I would just give my response to that. You know, I think you hit it off in a way that makes sense, but there's a way that I'm looking at it as well. But to go to your point and address your point, I think it's a, a solid point about constant evolution. You know, not everything stays the same, you know, in order to kind of like, you know, progress as a company, you want to expand into different endeavors and all that. And I get that point, you know, the point that you made about MTV, it was music videos and it became, you know, regular daily programming, even Vice, you know, that company, it became a global, you know, economic thing with a lot of different TV shows, more works of life and all that. But I think when you talk about the way how this society is right now. I mean, the way how it is, and this is how I view it, based on how I live and based on what I see and how I feel. You know, I like to feel the universe, right? And it's telling me that, you know, you got to choose. Like, this is the time of choosing, okay? Which side are you on? You know, the left or the right? You know, you got, you know, you see on social media, man versus female, you know? It's like vaccine this and vaccine that, and I don't want to take the jab, and I'm promoting the jab. Listen, you check out households lately? Households used to be the safe haven. Households yeah. are becoming war now, okay? <laughs> becoming war grounds. So when you talk about the way we are, I was fine with when the Colin Kaepernick situation happened. I was all for it. I talked about Colin Kaepernick a thousand times, bro. Okay, I'm going to change my name to Colin Kaepernick. That's how many times I was talking about Colin Kaepernick on my daggone radio show in college. And yeah. I get it. And, and, you know, I thought it was a great thing to talk about because at the end of the day, it was issues going on in the world that were bigger than sports. But when you talk about where we are right now and the mainstream media that's controlling the narrative going out there, that's where things get tricky because you are pushing out a certain narrative, right? There's certain things you can't really go on ESPN and say, certain things that they will pay you to say, you kind of got to say it. So yeah. when you talk about sticking with sports in this time, this is where things get tricky. And that's the reason why I brought this question up to begin with. Well, I think, it, but that's and that's why I say that you have a consistent, consistent thought process. And I, I can, I can vibe, I can definitely jam with your, that thought process, Lil. Stick to a side. I always say that. <laughs> like, you know, your girl is a god girl. God said, be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'm gonna spit you out. And it's facts. You gotta be hot or cold or something. But the thing about it is that it is going politics are going to affect us one way or the other and i think what it is honestly is that sports is a let's just call it it's a way out of politics it's a way to not think about politics because it is starting to butt heads because the political decisions we're making are not allowing us to buy tickets to games because the price of oranges and avocados are too high and I say that because I went shopping the other day. I go shopping a lot, but I went shopping the other day and I wanted to buy some avocados to make some guacamole. Jalil Lewis. When I tell you that one avocado was $4.95, I almost threw that avocado like a baseball right across the grocery store. Boom! What? Boom. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So what I'm saying is, right, if Biden were doing better things, with our economy, maybe I could buy that avocado and make the guacamole dip and then buy a ticket to a Laker game the next day. But I can't, and most people can't. So your mind, what I'm saying is, is that our mind is being drawn into decisions where people who otherwise would not have cared about politics. And it's funny because like my show is based around politics. 
and except for Midnight Marauder, it's, you know, it's sports and politics. You, you know that. But um, my other show is WTF Landia is all politics for the most part. And it's because we can't run away from it as much as we try. Stephen A talking about Whitlock, like Stephen A, we know he's mouthy. That guy is that. The only thing that saves Stephen A is that Brooklyn accent. I think otherwise he'd be good. You got to respect him a little bit. But then I look at your mayor, Eric Adams, and that Brooklyn accent ain't getting him out of nothing. This man's trying to start a civil war. Yeah, this dude. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's crazy. But, you know, we could go, you know, on and on here. And um, obviously, there's a lot to cover. But yeah. I want to talk about, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel going on right now. Because that kind of aligns with what we're talking about right now. As you know, that um, Aaron Rodgers and... You know, um, what's the dude name? Pat McAfee, right? Pat McAfee has a show that was um doing good before it ever became, you know, an ESPN show. Um, I believe it was on one of these. I think it was XM Radio, or it was one of these um, you know, companies, and it, it became huge. You know, um, a lot of followers. Um, just for the record, y'all, I'm not gonna lie. I don't follow none of these mainstream cats. I don't. You know, I create my own media. I don't need to follow them for sources of information. I, I just don't. But I did my research prior to coming on this show. So I just want to make that clear. I don't talk without, you know, reading upon everything. But needless to say, right, Pat McAfee had a big show that got licensed by ESPN. They paid him, I believe, 80, 80-something million. Don't quote me on it, right? And um, on that show, he pays for Aaron Rodgers to come on as a regular guest. I believe it's a million dollars to Aaron Rodgers to come on the show. Okay, when you have money like that, you could afford things like that. And Aaron Rodgers, we know him. He's a free thinker, you know, and it all started this beef when he talked about, you know, the vaccine and how he was a millionaire and how he wasn't, you know, rocking with the jab. I'm going to call it the jab. I'm not trying to get flagged. Okay. That rhymes. All right. I'm going to call it the jab because I ain't trying to get flagged. That rhymes. But uh, he was talking about the jab. And that's when Jimmy Kimmel started, you know, this whole back and forth thing. Yeah, you know, it was fine. You know, it's comedy. You have a stand-up show, and you're coming at Aaron Rodgers. Cool. You know, we heat. Da-da-da, dude. All right. Then he came out and talked about the UFOs. And this is where things really got personal to me, right? Where he talked about the UFO sightings being a distraction when the Jeffrey Epstein, you know, um, list was going to drop and all that. And he said, basically, that he thought the UFO sightings was a distraction, which was, a, you know, a flag, like a false flag, you know, PSYOP type of thing. And that's when um, Jimmy Kimmel came out and took another jab, no pun intended, at Aaron Rodgers. And now we had this back and forth thing. So, Shaw, you know, I know you talked about Jimmy Kimmel. I know you talk about the Epstein list on your show. I want to know your thoughts on this feud right now. And what are your thoughts on, um, you know, um, this whole Epstein thing for the listeners that haven't heard you before? Oh, okay. Well, I think that Jimmy Kim Kimmel and A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-
And so I read it off and I read about the list and I talked to the audience about what I thought about each person and look at this and whoa, my gosh. And oh, uh, you know, allegedly. And, and so I, I, I talked about this list and then Aaron, or, um, Aaron, uh, January came around and the list fell out the sky like a feather. There was nobody on that list. That was like, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was gonna come down like a brick, like boom. Here we like go. the we ball drop, right? Like the ball's <laughs> dropping. Five, four, three, two, one. Here we go. Joe Biden, Barack Obama, your mama. Everybody's on that list, right? Yep. I get it. <laughs> I thought everybody from Meryl Streep to The Rock to Cal, I was ready to cancel uh -huh. Netflix and everything. And it just floated down and it's still nothing. Nothing's sticking, right? So I, I feel like Jimmy Kimmel, he did this monologue for Aaron Rodgers that lasted almost his entire show. It was a, it was a, it was angry. He was angry, but he he wasn't even joking. And he's a comedian. So it really hurt his feelings. So there's something behind that, one. And number two, like age could hurt people's feelings. It can hurt people's feelings if you didn't already do monologues that were pedophile-ish. Like, you know what I mean? Stay away from that genre if that's not your thing. Or address it before the list comes out and all you guys as lawyers kiboshed it. Every, I feel like because the people on that list have so much money, they must have put all, they must have put a pot together and dropped some money in it and made the list. Hey, you know what they did? They did the Mandela effect. No, but the list is not really what it looks like. <laughs> They, they did the same thing they doing with the JFK files, bro. How long are they supposed to release that? Okay, they keep pushing it back. Push. All right, 2050. Half of us ain't going to be here, bro. Okay. You know, uh, that's what they're doing with this list, man. Well, and that's the scary thing about it, too, because I one thing I do like about the anticipation of that list being a, a, a thing that we could look forward to is it. I'm hoping that it pushed pause on all the, act, the the precarious, nefarious activities that these elite people probably do. Because I think the more money you get, the more power you get. I've seen it. I'm, I'm in that world a little bit that, that people can do things based on their status, right? Look at Puffy. We've been hearing about Puffy for years, right? It took one person to come out and say, this is what happened. Everybody's like, oh, they corroborate their stories. This happened to me. And that's usually how it happens. So I think that when it comes to Jimmy Kimmel addressing McAfee said, uh, you know, Aaron's not even allowed on the, on the, on the, on the show anymore. Right. So he can't even be on the show for the rest yeah. of the season. I, so, I actually think they brought him back the day after. So they kind of oh, said that, that he was done and they brought him back, you know, um, you know how that go. Because <laughs> this thing, here's the thing, you know, I think in 2020, we might have saw our last striking event where the people got together and protested based on one individual. And that was um, when we had, we had, um, we had the knee, knee on the neck, George Floyd, right? That's when people, the, it brought the world to their knees. Right now, sure, there's a war happening. People are getting, but now because Jaleel, there's so many, hear me out. There's so many events happening that, if somebody got choked out by the cops right now, we would look at that and keep it pushing. That's the craziest thing. Things happen so are happening so rapidly right now that this Jimmy Kimmel thing and him addressing that and, and McAfee saying you're out, you can't even you can't even 
be on the show and then he's back on the show. Things that happen like that because people's people's attention is not going to be it's not going to be you know on this one thing because things are happy. We have aliens walking around in a mall or whatever they are in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm <laughs> telling you, bro. I mean, <laughs> I'm a black guy getting choked out anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, and I, I think when you talk about you know everything that's going on, you talk about Aaron Rodgers. We we know him. We know how he thinks. And he thinks freely. And I think when you look at the, you know, the media, whether it be on a search engine, you type in Aaron Rodgers, you see a lot of companies, you know, anti-vaxxers and, you know, uh, he needs to get his platform taken away. Like, we have to realize that, you know, since sports allows, you know, people to talk about politics and stuff that's beyond sports, that they should have a right since they have the right. To talk about it, they should have the right to exercise their opinion. And the fact that we see all these articles, anytime Kyrie come out, anytime Aaron Rodgers come out, oh, they need to get their platform removed. That's the problem that I have with society because society can't take the truth. So if we're going to allow, you know, um, you know, politics to enter sports, that's cool. We all have a voice, but don't revoke our freedom of speech. When you're giving us the mic, bro, you get what I'm saying? You hear me right now? And right. that's the problem that I have. And I think when you talk about, you know, Jimmy Kimball and Aaron Rodgers, bro, it's like, you know, because Aaron Rodgers made it known that he wasn't for the jab. Now you see all these, um, you know, now there's getting pushed, you know, to the forefront about, you know, he's an anti-vaxxer this. And you have guys like Mr. Pfizer, a.k.a. Travis Kelsey, okay, in a commercial for Pfizer, which I find it very ironic. That as soon as he dated Taylor Swift, okay, and they got that whole thing going on, and everybody's watching the game that don't really know nothing about football. They just want to see this girl for five seconds, okay, with a snapshot. That's when they dropped that video. These things are strategic. You know what I'm saying? Get where I'm going here? And that's why when you talk about things like this and we enter in this world of, okay, I have a platform. I'm not only talking about sports. Okay, what if I'm not for the jazz, okay? How am I supposed to feel? When you shutting everybody up that's against it, but yet giving everybody that's for it the platform to preach it is what think, I'm saying. Think about it, Jalil. Like we're we're trying to gatekeep people's, you know, stuff. And there, and here's the thing: unless it goes, unless it aligns with the algorithm that is being programmed into the television, and we all know who owns that group, right? We own. We all know the vanguard. Oh, yeah. And blacks, we all know that that's what is in charge of what we are intaking, telling a vision. It's telling a vision. It's programming itself into our brain. We know that that you, that's like that's like that's like that's like uh, you know tinfoil hat one on one. We know that that is a thing, right? But what we have to do is we have to understand that you cannot one gate like I have the same kind of questions. You can't gatekeep. Uh, grown people and what they want to vocalize as long as I, I feel like as long as it's not putting any imminent danger like for me I'll like I've gotten back into modeling right and I'm working for some bigger brands and and when I make these posts I want to thank Jesus because I'm a Jesus girl and I'm that full stop if you want to argue about it argue about it in the comments or argue about it with your mama but don't argue about it with me so I will put that but then I'm wondering if that makes other clients, it turns them away because they are not for that. Or if they're saying that's just her thing and she wants to say, they, but you can't say, no, you can't do it because I'm the type of person that will say, okay, well, no, thank you. 
because that's it's like if I said I thank my mom, they wouldn't say you can't do that, right? If I put a prayer hands and a cross in the in the caption of this job that I've done, that's what it is, right? So I think to tell people who don't have any intention of harming, then you have to categorize what is harm. What is irrevocable harm that it's causing? Is it something like Kanye said, I just, I'm anti-Semitic, I just boned a Jewish chick? That can be causing harms, I don't know. It's just like, what's the platform? What's the intention behind this? And those things. Otherwise, if you're an athlete, if you're a model, if you're whatever, and you want to interlink your ideas with your professionalism. See, here's the thing I think about sports. I think that's a talent that we have. Aaron Rodgers has a talent to get the ball to the receiver, right? Period. Well, there's no yep. question. Former he MVP. Also might, he also might have, he also obviously believes that he has a gift to tap into, let's just call it otherworldly thoughts, right? And he sees, I mean, maybe if he weren't a football player, he might be a, you know, professor about tinfoil hat thoughts. I don't know what he would do, but he, he might be onto something. And, and if he is onto something, that's for their audience. You ever heard the saying, Jalil, if it doesn't matter, just don't, don't let it bother you. Don't let it bother yeah. you. Everybody I mean, wants look, to back about some stuff that don't bother them. Just I think when you, that. when you look at media in general, right? And um, you talk about whether sports media, national media, media, CBS, ABC, okay, it's easy as one, two, three, whatever, okay? I'm singing here. Respect the bars. I mean, respect the vocal, okay? I got none. I'm actually sick. But um, I'm not jacking it. I'm, I'm good. I'm perfectly fine. Anyway, like when you talk about mainstream media or any media, right, it kind of, you know, it has an impact on you, you know? There's a song, right? You talk about, you know, you mentioned God a couple of times here on the show, right? And I know all the songs. Well, not all the songs, but I know a lot of songs, right? Okay. Uh, that's Christian related. You know, this is okay. one song, okay? Be careful, little eyes, what you see, okay? Be careful is what you hear, right? Mm. So what you hear and what you see, you got to be careful Woo! because it can have an impact on your brain. And what impacts your brain could impact your life. And what I'm saying is, where I'm going with this is when you look at, you know, um, ESPN that's out here moving away a little bit from the sports, you know, they still obviously cover sports. That's their home base. But they jumping into these politics that's supported by mainstream media politics, which, you know, these cabal of people is pushing a narrative. Then that narrative that you're, you're listening, you're tapping in, it impacts what you see and it impacts how you live. So I'm thinking, you know, when we talk about, you know, I'm sticking to sports and we talk about the time that we are in now, you know, it's a battle for the minds, brother. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, you know, it's just a weird time. You know, when you look at Aaron Rodgers and, and, and um, Jimmy Kimball, right, and them going back and forth, I think it, it, it kinds of, you know, it doesn't pull people together like how it used to. Because now when you talk about sports back in the day, it was like, okay. We are a fan of the same team. I've been to a football game before, once. But I remember that one time more than I do five, six times I've been to an NBA game in my life, right? That's because football is unique. Now, I remember going there, and I'm saying to myself, I'm seeing everything. I'm seeing it all happening in front of me, right? I'm seeing a fight in the stands. I just saw 
a guy get thrown off three levels, okay? I see a marriage on the other side of me, okay? Uh, somebody get married. I, I see, you know, a white in the plaque, you know, drinking beers, you know, and everybody's together. And it's like, forget what's going on in the world for these three hours, right? Yes, you know, we have the pandemic coming. We didn't even know what's coming. This was before the pandemic that I went to this game for you know, further reference, I'm talking about the Bills and the Patriots of a couple years ago. This yeah. was way before the pandemic. I know the pandemic was coming, bro. I'm right. thinking I'm going to go to college, you know, which I wasn't, and I was going to graduate, and I was going to walk across the stage. I know the pandemic was coming, but those three hours made me forget about, oh, the troubles of the world, what's coming, you know? And now when you talk about sports, things are getting too political, because it's like, yo, even in my own household, we don't agree on everything. I just got in an argument today. Okay, we don't agree on everything, you know, even in our own house. So okay. what makes you think that people that I don't know or people that don't know me is going to agree when you start leaving the world of politics? Yes, when the Colin Kaepernick situation happened, it was fine because it was a thing that impacted everybody. It was going on. This is the real deal. This is what's going on. I got to give it to you straight because it's happening. I can't sugarcoat that or put that to the side. But now when we talk about, you know, um, this going on and we're going to further dive into it, that's why I think, all right, I think we need to calm down a little bit here. But that's just me. Well, well you know, you said something. You said sigh up. And I think, I think when I think about it now, I think even as much as we like sports, as much as we are involved in sports, as much as we play sports, as much as that's a getaway, that could be a psyop in, in and of itself because it's a distraction from the bigger picture. Hello, that is true. Common thought, like you put some sports on, it's going to take that three hours away and all kind of things could be going on behind the scenes in those three hours. And, you know, unfortunately, we cannot have sports on a cycle. Well, you can if you turn on to ESPN Sports Center, but 24-hour cycle of distraction. We have to, at some point, pull ourselves away and get back to reality. So, yes, politics is an uncomfortable reality, but a necessary one. Religion is an uncomfortable reality, but a necessary one because it provides faith. It provides hope, right? So, and same with sports. Sports provides faith and hope. So you think of the two, the three things that actually provide faith and hope is sports, religion, and politics. Think yeah. about it. I mean, look, I, I think, you you know, this is a very good debate right here. You know, I definitely see where you're coming from as well. I think a lot of people is going to, it's going to be fascinating to see the comments, you know, when this video really goes up. Uh, I do got one more question for you on this particular topic involving, well, two more. It's a two-part question. Okay. Number one, since we are talking about Epstein, do you think Epstein was murdered or is he still alive? You know, I think it's one of the two. I don't even think it's, you know, come on. I'm not going to buy that lie that, oh, you know, he killed himself. My bro, he has security guards watching him and watching his every move, okay? My guy couldn't burp without the security guard coming to the thing, okay? Come on. We know that he was either murdered or he's possibly still alive somewhere, okay? Shooting dice with somebody else. But... Do you think, A, he was murdered or he's still alive? And B, in regards to Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel, do you think that um, Jimmy Kimmel should have gotten offended by Aaron Rodgers' comments saying that he was on the list? Or do you think that Aaron Rodgers is not only wrong, but I'm, I'm trying to see where I'm going. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers was wrong 
for saying that he was on the list? Or do you think that him being a comedian, Jimmy Campbell, should have not gotten offended because that's what he do? He snap on people. Those are my two questions. These are, these are great questions, Jalil. Uh, one, do I think that Epstein is was murdered or still alive? Well, we do know that there are witness protective protection programs. And there's a certain thing called going on. And there also is now, thing, I, I, there's a possibility that it is in high height. I don't think that it was going to be talking about the list and who was on it, whatnot. He was more information than what we already have. So I think that there's a big it's underground. But why, what would make it be a positive thing for him to still be alive? Right? Not going to be the same traffic. His black book stay away from him. So if he's alive, alive to preserve his heartbeat. Otherwise, he's no, he's of no use, right? But um, I think that the whole thing, it, it, the whole thing from the beginning of him being in in the jet in the prison was that the cameras went out. There's no recollection of 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 him leaving. There's this 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 body bag that goes out. It's not really a body. Like there's too many nefarious things around that case. That if I'm looking at it with my investigative mind, I think that the possibilities of him being alive are one like i said um possible but two if he is alive he's really of no use so he's just hiding just to preserve his heartbeat now <laughs> rogers and jimmy kimmel uh jimmy kimmel like i said i think the guy was a little he tried to act like well oh, so you know aaron rogers uh, you said this and that and i wasn't on any list it was almost like i could feel the sweat come off his brow he's like <laughs> but you know, again, the list hasn't fully developed, and it could be for me like it. It, it, it and people are coming out saying, "Yeah, I was on his plane, but I didn't know him. I didn't know what he was doing." When at the time, he was already convicted of pedophilia. So, if you hung around with Jeffrey Epstein, do your research and have your PR person do the research because it's a bad look. But. Not everybody knows, and I can I can understand that. Like if you were at a party and it was he it was at his house and you were a, a model and you got invited to, which a lot of times we do get invited to things, you might not know that you rolled up to his address, right? So that there's that. But him, um, Jimmy Kimmel being so kind of like you, feel, I feel in that monologue that he was like, "See, Aaron Rodgers, you, I'm gonna have my lawyers. This could be very bad for me." No, like I said his activities we can go and google some of the skits that jimmy kimmel did and they're a little weird right so you have to gatekeep your own actions and you know what we are in the world we are in, the, in now in a society where you must be careful for what you put out there or be solid with what you put out there like cat williams cat williams said boom here it is boom fact yeah check all you want and when the fact checkers went to fact checking the facts was facts in yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely i agree 1000 percent. i definitely do i think you know first of all for clarification right i just want to make one thing clear all right for those watching this show because i always have to look out for the naysayers trust me i like to go on with my show going with the program and just go but i do know that there's going to be people in the comments that's going to be like well lil you're talking about politics right now you're talking about epstein right now so what are you talking about 
stick to sports. Hold up. I'm talking about major networks that affect, okay, a lot of people's perception like ESPN. Okay, I'm not talking about these, you know, local um, YouTube channels, you know, new media. Like, no, I think, you know, new media is new media for a reason. My base is my base, and I'm going to tend to my base. But ESPN, it got too many people from around the world, so I just want to make that clear. But as far as the Epstein, you know, situation with Aaron Rodgers, I'm actually going to side with Aaron Rodgers there. Now, I understand, you know, Charles Barkley came out. Shaw, you good? Technical yeah. issue? All right, perfect. We'll be in. You know, I understand Charles Barkley came out and said that I would have punched you know, um, Aaron Rodgers in the face if he said I was on that list. But at the end of the night, if it don't apply to you, let it fly to you. Okay. That's right. And I think when you talk about, you know, um, Jimmy Kimmel, I think he took it personal, right? For whatever reason, he took it personal and he should know him being a comedian that, okay, yeah, people are going to say things. I have said things that probably offended a lot of people. You know, Chris Rock got slapped for saying something to Will Smith that was at the wrong place, wrong time type of thing, okay? But at the end of the day, I'm a comedian. Aaron Rodgers came out. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be offended by it. But yeah. when you jump into other areas like Aaron Rodgers and, you know, Jimmy Kimmel dropping into sports because he's a comedian, but, you know, obviously he covers, you know, a lot of stuff. So it's really not no law for him to not, you know, touch boy. He can touch pretty much anything because that's what comedians do. But when he jumps into Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers is jumping over there, now we're getting beef and now we're getting politics again and we're getting the left and the right again. And, and that's what's happening with this um beef that is continuing to go on. I feel like it's also very entertaining. Like, you know what I mean? It, to see a comedian get nervous like Jimmy Kimmel clearly, in my opinion, was that monologue didn't clear him of any wrongdoing. All it did was buy him some time. I'm still waiting for the list to fully drop out the sky like I thought it was in January. It's still floating. But I'm hoping it'll drop soon. I hope okay. it dropped before the aliens drop. That's all I know. Okay. I'll tell you what, though. I can say this. The veil is thinning. Everything that we're seeing now, all the darkness is coming to light. And I said this several times on my on my podcast on WTF Landia Radio. 2024 is the year of war and the year of open doors. And this is and 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 war is obviously happening. But I think I think when we when we look about it, and here comes the politics mixed with the sports. I think when we look at look at it is it's coming closer to 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 our safe haven, which is the America. Whether that's people battling on media or whether it's actual war. There's something brewing up and that's just what I get out of it. I'm praying, I'm reading the Bible a lot, and I'm getting that these are end timesy. And whether it's wars between households, mother and daughter, father, there's scripture that backs that, that this will happen in this time. So um, I think that we're going to see battles like this. We're going to see people collaborating, uh, you know, with politics and sports in some war ground. Because right now, honestly, you can't, no one can get comfortable enough, like I said, watching sports, let alone, uh, you know, being able to afford it. So we're looking at the craziness of, uh, craziness of the world and how our leaders are, are handling handling it. And then we're not being able to be distracted enough by the thing, the leisurely thing that's supposed to take us and give us comfort, which is sports. So Jimmy Kimmel getting riled up, Aaron Rodgers going, okay, when's our next episode? He's, 
it's people, the truth is stranger than fiction thing. And it's people like Aaron Rodgers that when you start to fact check the things he was talking about, it's starting to check out. Whether it was his crazy ideas about the vax. And then all of a the sudden. The 9-11, you know, um, stuff. He's still kicking around with his scruffy beard. But I think he made some points when he came out the dark room retreat. And people were like, yeah, he was hidden away for three weeks. We don't know if his brain works. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers is proving to have some valid points. So I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers on this one because I think that um, there's no way we can stick to, to sports fully. There's just too many political – there's too much political playing ground that is, 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 is preventing us to, you know, from enjoying sports fully. Let's move on to the, to the next one here. You know, Stephen A and Jason oh. Whitlock, right? I want to knock this out the park because, uh, you know, I saw both videos, you know, of them going back and forth. Like I said, I wanted to do my homework. I really don't watch a lot of mainstream content and mainstream people because like I said, I create my own media and I'm not really trying to get infiltrated, you know, I, and you know, it's a creative thing as well you know because chances are if we say something good i'm probably gonna take it okay <laughs> but i went to school okay so i know all about plagiarism and i just don't want to put myself in that box so i just don't watch it period i don't watch right. none of these guys but because we was going to talk about it i watch um jason willock's you know episodes he dropped a lot i watch one episode two times and i watch another one and then i watch Stephen a uh you know 50 minute you know uh name calling thing and um i think when you look at both videos i'm gonna try to explain it right and we could dive into it right when you look at you know um jason whitlock let's start off with him right obviously these are two colleagues former colleagues when um jason whitlock worked at espn he obviously transitioned to fs1 had a nationally syndicated um sports show on um, speak for yourself and then one day he was on the next day he was just gone he was off the air completely never saw him again until he went on YouTube and did his thing and he has a show called Fearless, right? And he kind of kick it really bobo, like how we do it on new media, which is politics, sports, whatever. I cover it, whatever. And he basically called out Stephen A and called out him being an industry plan. And I thought he brilliantly put together now, whether it's true, whether it's not, that's up for opinion. But I thought the way how he broke things down Comparing what Cat Williams said about Kevin Hart and applying that to sports media with Stephen A, you know, a guy that, you know, is a plant, you know, being paid by the media to push a narrative. I thought he laid his facts out greatly. And, Shaw, you do realize, too, that when you go and look at the movie industry or you look at, you know, the entertainment industry or hip hop or whatever, don't you notice that they push one person constantly? Right. Like, for example, Kevin Hart. At one point, it was Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart. He's in this movie with The Rock. He's with Ice Cube. He's doing this right along. You know, uh, this movie, that movie, Soul Plane, this, that, that. And then you look at, you know, it was Denzel, Denzel this, Denzel that, Will Smith this, this, Will Smith that. And then you look at sports media. And, you know, when I was watching mainstream media, OK, this was a time when I was in college, you know, figuring out what I wanted to do in my life. Stephen A, Stephen A, Stephen A, Stephen A, Stephen A. Okay, more Stephen A, NBA countdown, Stephen A, all right, NBA final, Stephen A, Stephen A, Stephen A. So when you talk about these plants, okay, guys that, you know, the cabal chooses to, you know, be the face of black people, essentially, I thought he did a good job of doing that. And before I proceed, I just want to get your opinion. What do you think about the term industry plants? And do you think that Stephen A and some of these guys are 
industry plants or they are just guys kicking it really bobo getting paid doing it gosh i love this show i really do because it lets my it lets my mind go off and, and, and answer the questions truly and as you know professionally as possible i do think there's such thing as industry plants for sure i think again i'm going to use that word psyop because it's it's created by intelligence and uh central intelligence agencies so it's there's a way to push the algorithm of people entertainers sports people anybody and i think it would be under the umbrella of those who have sold their souls or the cabal or whatever this dark agenda right because we do know that you know satan is a small g god of this earth he can promise you wealth and riches and all these things and we've seen it happen time and time again people say they sell their soul if it weren't a thing then we wouldn't be talking about it so much right but it's temporary keep that in mind but yes i do think that some people would go and take a contract i have had contracts that felt like it would be selling your soul you can't talk about this if you when you're with us you can't talk you can't sign with anybody else a year after if you break the contract you can't work at all you can't i'm sitting here looking at this 19 page contract and i'm like i don't know thank you hey not enough money in this world for me to zip it that hard i talk so i do realize that yes there are those things that definitely uh, can push a person to the front if they sign a John Hancock, right? And dot their little blood dot on there. So sure, I think Kevin Hart, when I look at him, his little eyes look beadier today, it, it, or, nowadays. It looks like, it looks dark. And I try to take, I try to take note of this. I'm very observant. There's one thing that I am, and it's observant. And I, I, I notice there's a veil. And like you said, I want to run it back. You said, um, Somewhere in the middle of the show, you said, you know, um, guard your ears, guard your eyes. I often say that guard your eye gates and your ear gates. And I, when I, in the morning, I pray, Lord, guard my eye gates and my ear gates from any evil that would try to penetrate them and my mouth from any evil that would try to protrude from it. Cause see, I know we can be hung. We can get things that we see and it can go into your brain and it can screw you up. You can also say things and you can't take it back like toothpaste. You can't put it back in the tube. So there's that. So I try to cover those grounds before I get out the bed. I say that guard my eye gates and my ear gates and my mouth, right? Because I do know that there's some things that, you know, we can't, we're not supposed to do or say and or see. And I think that right now, because the money feels like it puts you in a better position, although it doesn't, because if you've made any amount of money, you know that once you've made that amount, if you have a, if you have a dollar figure, 25 million, I'm chilling. As soon as you make that first 25 million, you start to see it dwindle down to 23, 22. You need to get back there. If you have a mind like me, I'm trying to make more. So you never get comfortable in what you're getting when it comes to finances and money on earth. So we have to find a way to create a, a fiscal system behind our faith in what we will do and what we won't do to get yeah. money. Because if you don't, then that's what you would be called. You'd be called selling your soul be in, or an industry plant. Because the Illuminati, I believe truly 100% is a real thing. I mean, I even, like, I do believe that there's deals to be made. I don't know how the guy comes, if he comes in the coat and the suit and he comes to the door, knocking on the door. I'm not sure about that. Get out here, boy. Sign this contract right I, now. I don't think it's like, <laughs> I ain't giving money. But for me personally, I don't have the Illuminati draw. I'm awkward in real life. I don't like people that much. I'm going to talk about Facts. 
I'm gonna run people away from, from that. They're like, no, nah, we're good. I don't want to talk. If I'm gonna sign my soul, myself soul to the devil, which I do not advise anybody to ever do, it's Jesus or nothing. But I don't want to practice. I want to jump on, I want to like just appear on stage and be dancing and know the routine and sing. I want it to be easy. I'm not signing myself so over to the devil. I already got talent and I just have to wait for God to just go ahead and be like, now's your time to shine. Do I think that everybody who has made it has sold their soul? No. I think the ones that say Jesus and not just I want to thank God because you got to be careful with that. Y'all know who they talking about. But if they are pro proclaiming Jesus, who I believe there's only one way to the Father and that's through the Son, then they then 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 they probably have not sold their soul because the the, the Illuminati don't want you talking about that. Their God is the small G God, like I said, Satan. So yes, I think that there are plants. I'm gonna try to stay on track. And I think that the industry can be very, very dark. Just look at the eyes of some of the people that are we're told to in our algorithm look at Stephen A. Look at look at him, look at him, look at him. And they will get a script. Because like I said, I had a contract that you, they will give you a script. They'll give you clients. They'll give you this. And you just need to go there. And you need to show up. And if they tell you you can't talk about certain things, you can't do it. So in essence, it would be selling yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, when you think about it from a perspective, you know, you got people like Little Nas X. That's another industry plan oh. in the source of um, hip hop. You know, I don't know what that is that he do, to be honest with you. Um, you know, that's an industry plan to me without a doubt like that right there. Like if there's any industry plan that I could tell you today, hands on, that guy is a plant. He will come to mind number one. And obviously I think he's paid to promote an agenda, which is, um, where things is going in. And that's the thing. Everything aligns. See, I'm good at this, bro. You need You're to sign me, bro. <laughs> I don't know if I want you to sign me, but you know, uh, you know, people got to start coming along, bro, because, um, it's like where I see hip hop going. Mm. When you talk about stick to sports, right? I'm gonna narrate. It's going. I'm gonna bridge it so you can understand where I'm going here. Let's go. Hip hop was one thing, right? It was lyrical. Okay, I got the best bars out here. You can't see me. All right, guys were calling each other out back then, but for good reason. For sportsmanship, I am better than you. Okay, and it became lyricism. Then it became mumble rap. Then it became drill rap. But it still was rap. But what he's doing and what I see hip-hop going is going to be more than rap. It's going to be, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, um, offend people here. But you can see lifestyle, you know, his lifestyle being a trend that's promoted in hip-hop. And it's like, okay, why don't you stick to hip-hop? Why don't you stick to bars? Because that's what hip-hop reminds me of, bars and music videos. Let's do that. I saw 21 Savage drop a trailer for his movie. Let's go back to that making movies about rappers but we got this guy here promoting a narrative and who's to say nobody else is not gonna be inspired be careful little eyes what you see right that that song did something to me when i was little hearing that song like damn i'm gonna get in trouble if i watch the wrong thing god gonna strike me down okay you know that's what that song did to me i was scared i'm like yo i gotta be on my best behavior so when you talk about sports and I bring up little Nas X and being an industry plant, promoting something that's not hip hop and where that could go. When you talk about sports, when you got Stephen A, who I saw in the video, um, thanks to Jason Whitlock, he posted it in his video, which I suggest you watch. You know, I think anybody should watch. That. I think it was really done. You know, did I agree with everything? 
maybe 95% I did agree with, but maybe there was a 5% that I didn't agree with, right? But even in that video he showed with Stephen A promoting the jab, okay? Like, I'm watching sports. What makes you think I, I'm for that, right? All yeah. politics aside and where I stand and where I don't stand, okay? I think I made it known where I stood on that a long time ago. I don't need to make that clear again. But who are you to, first of all, lie? Okay, I gotta call you out. You're lying, bro. You said after the show was over, first of all, you you had this speech, which I thought was well done. I, I, listen, I respect even if I disagree, I respect presentation. I'm a guy big on presentation. I like to tell a story, I like to have a show, literally. And I thought Stephen A did a good job with the presentation, but I didn't appreciate the message. Okay, you telling everybody to go and stop and get the jab. You put out the fly statistics about black people not getting vaccinated. Do you blame us after what happened in the past with the right. Tuskegee, you know, everything? All right, whatever. And then you lied and say, when you got me is when you lied. It said directly after the show was over, I'm going to get my shot. Bro, you're not getting no shot after the daggone show. Stop lying, bro. Okay, stop lying. How much are they playing you right now, bro, for you to lie? And that's where I have an issue with. And that's why I have an issue with the conversation, not the conversation, but the topic of, you know, stick to sports. Well, that's well, well, pick a side, pick a side and not necessarily a sports or politics side, but find your ground, find your playing ground and play in that ground. And of course, I think this is kind of like the natural dialogue that human beings have to be ready to have. We have to coexist. We have to have these conversations that feel weird. And if you're the weird one in the family, then that's so be it. Okay. You're probably the right one in a lot of in a lot of ways as well. So just lean into whatever it is that you that you do. But at the same time, we can't hush people for having their own. I mean, look, you got a thousand, bro. How many vaccine, oh excuse me, I'm not using that word. How many jab shows or commercials rather have we seen on TV? Since the last couple of years, we see it all the time. We well, got that information, okay? Well, but when we come to ESPN and we watching ESPN and we watching the actual ESPN show about sports, I'm not trying to see that with all due respect. Well, see, I'm, well, I'm concerned, though. I'm concerned about Nueva York and where they're going because that C-13 C, uh, law passed, and that's where y'all can't even, like, they can run up on you and make it hey, look. The world, I talked about this a year ago when 130, 135 or more countries signed over their medical sovereignty to the World Health Organization. So I'm just, you know, and now it's a global response if another, if another um, pandemic happens. So I think people are losing their rights as it is. So I'm uh, careful what you're talking about over there in New York because they, they just running up on people now. But two, also... Right now, we're here for a good time, not a long one. I mean, you got to stand for something to fall for nothing. And, you know, if you said no to the vaccine, you say it and say it proud. I'm tired of people, like, you know, whispering what they truly believe in their heart. Say it loud. Like, say it's just that they, I don't know, these people for it or they're against it, but they being paid to promote it. That's different. Yeah. Like, and it's one thing to believe something whether you believe it or not, but it's I, another thing to promote it when you know that there's an imbalance of people that some are for it and some are against it. So well, just screw the people that are against it. I'm getting paid. Screw y'all. For instance, mm -hmm. you have to separate then the, 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 the athlete 
from the marketing campaign. Because for instance, I got a, a, a pharmaceutical uh, job that my agent sent me to cast for. And I said, what is this? And they can't really tell you the brand, but I'm looking at it. It's a vaccine shot. I said, no. And then I had to email my agent says, if anything comes vaccine related, don't no, don't send it to me. I don't want it. That's because I don't want to have this conversation after. I'm going to tell people right out the gate, if Balenciaga comes knocking, no, thank you. It ain't happening. Nope. Right? So I tell my agents now, and I think a lot of these sports guys should do that, what I won't do so they don't have to even send it to my desk. That's how I work. That's how I work Run my, my, my personal career my personal business so yes sure it might limit me sure it might take some 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 bags out of my bank account that's not a problem for me my guy said my, i won't let your foot slip i'm gonna go with that i'm gonna go with that god got my back and and that things are looking good and that's where you have to go that's not what i said about the faith faith and and hope is what sports religion and politics do very well for you we hope and we have faith that our president will make smart decisions. We hope and have faith that our best, our favorite football team uh, will, will make some good plays and come out with that W. And with our religion, we hope that God is real and that all this stuff, this too shall pass. So that's what I feel about them coexisting. They all provide the same three things, but it is just about how we're willing to receive them. Yeah, man. Listen, man, I'm dropping jewels today. You know, apologize. I apologize for my voice. You know, uh, like I said, I was screaming earlier, you know, yelling earlier. And, you know, I came on the show, but it's all good. It held up for the most part. But, um, you know, I just think when you talk about industry plants and just to name a few more people that potentially could be in that category, I am naming names, bro. You ain't get the names for the Epstein list, but I am naming names right here on the show. OK, uh, we got named in the day, you know, people like Oprah, you know, uh, and Malika Andrews, another ESPN um, plant. I, I firmly believe. I, I firmly, I firmly believe that she's a plant. With all due respect, uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong. You know, apologize if I'm wrong, but I, I do. And I think you know some of these, um, you know, uh, woman commentators or talk show hosts get paid to you know tear black men down. You know, I think when you talk about Oprah, there's not the same type of energy when you talk about um harvey weinstein and what he was doing but michael jackson beat it i'm gonna beat it all right i'm, I'm gonna get right there and i'm gonna tackle on that when you had him in you know your house for an interview a long time ago right um what else she did it with so many other people right so many other black yeah. men but you know uh, a caucasian man do it it's nothing i'm not saying that you know it should be a race related thing whatever you do is wrong when you're doing stuff like that it's wrong obviously allegedly with michael jackson you know i don't i'm not going to convict the dude i don't know but what I'm saying is, you know, it's one thing over there. When Malika Andrews, right, Um, Des Bryant came out and tweeted about that. When the Josh Giddy situation happened, that's a Caucasian basketball player oh, yeah, for the yeah. OKC Thunder. That was alleged to date a, a, a teen or whatever, underage, whatever. And, you know, she was like mad passive. But when it came to, you know, black people, it, mm -hmm. black men, it's, it's something else. So I do think that when you talk about these you know, plans, they do get paid to push certain narratives. And, you know, I think in, go ahead. Sure. It's like Candace Owens, like, right. Like she goes hard. Black lives matter, don't matter. And black, she almost like, it's almost like she really in her head 
think that she ain't got a big African nose and some nappy hair up under that perm. It's like, I don't know if you know that these white, these good white folks like Kat Williams would say, look at your black butt like you're black, because you are. And then she said some stuff that got up under the white feathers and now all the white people canceled her. She even came back and said, listen here, white people, your white lives don't matter. She hasn't said anything. She cowered out. We're putting, we have, we have, here we go back to the word, my favorite acronym, PSYOP. We have created the PSYOP and called, you know, called white privilege and all this stuff and racism and all that stuff because we want to make black folks think that there is a boss and there's a hierarchy and well look at they like me so let me let me tread tread lightly stop it already gosh we're in 2024 we have got to stop like thinking that black people owe somebody something and we're just lesser than that's the goofiest most lie biggest lie that's ever been told and so once we realize that we are fearfully and wonderfully made we, we there's nobody above us but god that, that there's no white privilege if anything it's white fragility if you have to make yourself seem bigger and and, and and all this stuff that's not a thing we have to stop labeling things so once you name something something it gives it power you know what i mean white supremacy gives that word power there's no white i'm, supremacy. I'm glad you brought that up that word white supremacy up because that's what Stephen a alleged jason Whitlock was and in fact he went further and i, I kind of find it disrespectful that he said that Jason Whitlock is worse than a white supremacist. Like, my mans, do you realize, you know, slavery, Jim Crow, you know, Ku Klux, you know? Listen, it's the MLK Day right now. Right. All right? I got my MLK Day shirt. Like with the king. Respect it. You know what I'm saying? And for you to call him that, first of all, you can. I don't know what he did in his life. Wasn't there. I'm not sure if he lynched people. Okay, Jason Whitlock being black lynched somebody. I'm not sure. Okay, I think he's in sports, so I think that's where his avenue is. I'm not sure what he did from a business perspective. I know you used to hire people as well. I'm not sure. I don't, you know, that's not my business. But he should not be worse than a white supremacist with all due yeah. respect. And I think when you talk about boat videos and me watching boat videos with Jason Whitlock, like I said, there was a lot of allegedly things there in the video. But it made sense the way how he broke it down. You know, he questioned Stephen A's collegiate career, you know, like it never existed. And I'm not going to lie, you know, Stephen A. Smith is a weird cat. I, the guy looked like a robot to me. I'm just keeping he it weird. being. He, he is weird. Like, he just, like, pops up everywhere. Like, he's like, he's a robot, bro. Like, to me, he is. Uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's here. with a Brooklyn accent. With a, with a Brooklyn accent, right? He just, like, he came straight from the cloning factory, bro. <laughs> They cloned Tyrone. Anyway, I'm snapping on people. Today. Woo, it's going down. But um, yeah, man, you know, listen, the little Shadamas hours, bro. Catch me at night, bro. It comes out at night. But um, you know, um, I think when you look at both videos, he broke his thing down nicely. You know, he questioned Stephen A. Smith's collegiate career that Stephen A never really addressed. And it becomes, and this is a society thing too, you know, comparing that. And bridging that to what's going on, facts over name calling. Because when I saw his video, Stephen A and his clapback, he called him a fat bastard, you know, just making ESPN look bad. Like, bro, you 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 you're working for ESPN. Like toddler, when you, you turn into a toddler when you're Stephen A and your feathers are ruffled. I stopped listening to Stephen A when he was talking all that mess about Kyrie. I was like, this guy is paid and bought for by five. Yeah. five 
Because why are you going this hard on this man? Like, let him live. Literally, personal. I, like, I every time something happened with Kyrie Irving, get that dude right there. Get his ass right now. You know, he's on yeah. it. If you don't want to be out here, like, he just, he, his, it was almost like he didn't think that he had an audience that, that agreed, that were on either side. It was like he chose a side. And you have to show on that, when, with that platform, you got to be, you know, I, I, I realize that his shtick is to be critical. But like, like Whitlock said, where's your, where's your, where's your stats, bro? If you, I, I'm not listening to you if you don't have no value behind you. You're just a talking mouth. You know what I mean? He's just sitting there chatting, chatting, talking away and getting paid good money for it. But again, it's like, he looks like the black guy that's supposed to tell you what to do in sports from, from the white person's perspective. No, he looks like he has all white friends and maybe one and his family members are black. That's what Stephen is. <laughs> I mean, look, bro. He has no culture. He's not at any barbecues. He's not. Nah, he's a weird dude. You know, I think, you know, they say he's um Caribbean or something like that. His accent come out every once in a while like a werewolf at night. Like, he's just a weird dude. I'm just going to keep it a bean, bro. Right? He is. And I think uh, when you talk about, like, there's only, like, Jason Willock exposed it. A lot of people saying that Stephen A, you know, ate Jason Willock. I'm talking, you know, not really ate him, but, like, ate him as far as the debate is concerned in the back and forth. Like, did you watch the video? Like, it's just like, you know. But when you talk about facts over name calling, right, and I think name calling is a big thing that the cabal uses, you know, against people that go against their narrative. You know, for example, we talked about the jab a lot, you know, anti-vaxxer. That's the name that they throw people who just said, you know, I'm going to sit this one out, bro. You know, with all through, I'm going to sit this one out. No, you this, okay? And and that's what they do. And I think um, fat bastard, name calling, right? There's no facts out here going on. Everything is just name calling. You this, you that, you that. And that's the problem that I have. And I think when you talk about these two guys, I look at it like this. One guy you know, had a video, a presentation. He brought up some good points. You know, he questioned your collegiate career. He broke it down from, um, I forgot, there was a dude that he mentioned that was a broadcaster when um, JFK got shot and they paid him to, you know, paint a certain narrative that the shot was coming from the front when it came from the back. I forgot the dude's name, but he made a career for that. You know, Alpha telling a lie. He broke that down nicely. He compared it to Stephen A telling a lie with his collegiate career. <laughs> You had one guy that did a good job with his presentation, and you have another guy, fat bastard, name calling, and he brought up some stuff about his um business and ESPN and how the people you know didn't like him, and you know those people did come out like Jamel Hill and and all those other people, but um we do have to realize that the cabal sticks together, like with Cat Williams, when you come at guys like Kevin Hart, you're coming at Steve Harvey too. You're coming at Cedric, too. You're coming at all those guys. They always come in bunches. That's how they operate. And I think we're seeing the same thing with Jason Whitlock and the ESPN people. Well, he turned into a baby. He turned into a toddler. He's like, you're not going to call. He started calling names, man. Whenever you're backed against in the corner and the facts are too too much to handle, then you just start You go with the you know the, the first grader. Call some names. Your mama's so fat. How fat is she? Literally. You know what you I mean? Know, that's how they used to do so, it. So that's that's just the approach, Stephen A., which I would expect nothing less from. Again, the guy just is not really giving me any knowledge whenever I listen, whenever I have listened to his show. <laughs> Literally, you know, it's but, um, it, you it, know, it, he should be fired, you know, like no knowledge behind it, bro. And but, but you know, go back to the question your original question was, are is there industry plans and are these people 
bought and sold by a certain group, by a BlackRock group or Vanguard or the Cabal. All of these things are what people, the names that people used to never say out of their mouth are names that are being bought up because the veil is thinning because the darkness is getting overshadowed by the light now. And people are talking about it. Whether it's because now we have social media, be prepared now when they start to take, you know, when the power outages go out and people can't, you know, congregate, they can't talk or you can't get certain news like we can't hear. There's a law passed here, C-18 bill that you cannot, we can't even look at news. I can't look at CNN news in Canada. I can't look at none of those news. You can't look at news. Why? They want to like act like it's almost like North Korea here. So this is what I'm saying here. There is so much with, with what's going on that the truth is making people jitter, making them make you know, 15 minute monologues like Jimmy Kimmel and calling people fat bastards like Stephen A. If it, the truth hurts, it hurts. But the thing about it is, is there's too much on the internet now. And that's why they're taking things off the internet. They're taking, they're removing things from Google. Because I always say this, if you want to know where the world's going, go to worldeconomicforum.org and look at their partners list. Period. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. And I want you yeah. to do that. Do your homework and then you'll be your mind will be blown. You'll never unsee it. Yeah. Um, there's a but, lot of things that has happened lately that I wish I could unsee with all yeah. due respect. You know, uh when these topics are little pebbles in that big, you know, thing I'm talking about that I wish I didn't see. These are little things, right? You know, yeah, I sure I didn't want to see two black men in sports media going back and forth making themselves look you know you know stupid you know especially you know people working for big um companies i ain't i ain't want to see that i ain't want to see you know um jimmy Kimmel and aaron Rodgers going back and forth because it's pointless okay it doesn't need to be a story right but at the end of the day this is where we are sports has changed and shifted since where we were a couple years ago i think personally and I have no facts to really back this up. Normally, I bring facts, but this one is opinionated. I think 2016, when Colin Kaepernick took his knee, that's where sports became political. And as society, things change over time. New issues become new issues, and old issues become old issues, and things change. And when you open up the gate to be you know, political, now you got to take everything that comes with that, the good and the bad. And here we are. And the question that I leave us with to end off the show is, should we stick to sports? And um, Sean, Michelle, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, you know, I gave it my, my best. You know, I'm running out of gas right now. My voice is, you know, chuckling. I am a little tired, but um, it was a great hour and 15 minutes to um, or 12 minutes to be here on the show with you. And um, those who are watching the show, make sure y'all like and comment what you think, because we hit it off today. Literally. So much fun rubbing my two thoughts together on these two very important topics. Should we speak, stick to sports and politics? Have was the bow? Did the bow break when Colin Kaepernick decided to take a political stance? I think probably not. But for for the for the for the uh, immediate, you know, 
generation, yes, that was one that we paid attention to more. And why? Because it was on social media and because now we have a platform to see news break right away and we get to watch it live streams and things like that. So it was bound to happen. And it was a necessary evil because we can only be blinded by the comforts of sports and sporting and on the field until we have to step back into reality. And reality is that politics runs the world because the people that we vote for or have not voted for are in charge of making decisions that will affect us and whether or not we can buy that game ticket. Literally. And I'll leave us with that to close out this show. I hope y'all enjoy. Happy MLK Day. Okay, and um, yeah, man, I hope y'all have a good payday, right? You know, yeah. even though it's not the end of the week, you know, but hope you get the check that you're looking for, Joe. Okay, anyway, we are out of here. You know, I called the random name there, but you know I am the real Lil. It's nothing random about that. We out. Peace.